Hello, everyone. This is Noble back again with another episode of Noble Relating, the podcast of the new paradigm. I'm back again with another special guest. Um, this time we got the big brother, the homie, uh, the main man, Raheem Crawford. Uh, say hello to everybody, Raheem. Peace, Noble. Peace, everybody. What's up, my man? How you doing today? Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to, uh, to pop on here. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. This is the space that I I find myself in a lot, especially after moving to Atlanta. So it feels good to actually be able to have some real conversations about it. Nice, nice. So um, I kind of really want to just jump right in. Um, a little bit of background for people. Like, I met you recently. It hasn't been more than maybe like a month or two, I think. Yes, sir. Uh, I met you at an event that um, King K. Stevens uh, was doing, a little pop-up thing she did in, um, you know, at, at a nightclub here in Atlanta. And uh, I talked to you, and I, and I met you and your wife, and I talked to you guys. You guys ha- had such a, like, a, a fantastic story in terms of, like, how your poly, jam- your poly journey um, came to be, how it started, how it was moving. I just knew I had to get it down for people who to hear. Like, it, it seemed really special. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was probably in uh, end of April, early May that we met. Uh, like you said, Kenya did a pop up in um, in Atlanta, and we've been wanting to meet Kenya um, for a while. You know, we've been paying attention to a lot of her content for for a good while now, and it you know it it helps us framework some of our you know our marriage stuff. Mm-hmm. So that she was popping in town, said, you know what, let's get a babysitter, man, and let's go down <laughs> and, and build with her real quick. So it was a great night. Yeah, we really. I'm sure she definitely appreciates you um being there, but um. Well, let's kind of start in with just talk talk to the people about you and your wife. Just talk about like how you guys met and the yeah. circumstances around that, because I felt like that was a that that to me was major. Like I'm looking for something like that in my life. Like 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 drop that I, on the people. Well, well, I, I, before I go into it, I tell you, the people in Atlanta that we meet, kind of like the villages that we're trying to build, is uh, they call us the prototype. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, for people living this life that want to be married. You know, um, you know, we try to support and, you know, be like uh, uh, kind of a beacon for that. But, yeah, so my wife and I, we met in 2016 in L.A. I was living in L.A. She was in L.A. for a long time. I was there for about four years. She was there for 10 years. Okay. And um, I was literally about to move. I was I'm from Philadelphia and I was actually moving back to Philly. Like I did four years in L.A., it just was a hard run those last like six months. And I was like, okay, LA done ate me up. So mm-hmm. I'm ready to move. And about a, a, literally a week before I was moving back to Philly, I'm, I'm on a dating site. I don't know why I'm on a dating site because <laughs> I move. I don't know why I'm on a dating site, but I right. see on a dating site. And I, I sent her a message and I said, listen, and it was, it was really like honest and vulnerable and all that. And I said, listen, I'm about to move to Philly in a week, but if I was not moving, I would be all up in your personal space, like just like that. And I didn't intend, I didn't expect her to respond because it was, it was kind of, but it was like, all right, well, he's moving. Why would I respond? So I wasn't thinking about it. And this is the message you sent her on the dating site. Yeah. And I'm on a dating site. Yeah. So I said this on the dating site. Before you met. So she hit me up, she hit me back and said, well, Philly ain't. She said something to the to the point to the effect like Philly ain't that far. 
<laughs> okay. I was like, does she know where Philly is? <laughs> I'm like, that's on the other side of the country. <laughs> I was like, I don't think she know how far Philly is. But we, <laughs> it was kind of the recurring joke, like, all right, Philly ain't, you know, Zimbabwe, you know, it's okay. So we started chatting. We had a nice groove. And this is a, um, this was a Sunday. And we chatted all night and all that. And then the next day, well, next day is Monday. Mind you, I'm leaving in six days now. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did not hear from her. The whole week goes by. I forget about her because I'm literally packing. I'm selling stuff. I'm trying to make a little bit of money. I'm, you know, breaking my lease, whatever I'm doing. And, um, you know, it, you know, six days pass by. It's Saturday now. I'm going to Philly tomorrow on a train. So mm. I, I didn't lost my car. I mean, it was bad times for me. Right. Um, so I had a train ticket. One day she hits me up Saturday before the day before I leave and says, are you still around? I was like, yeah, I'm around for 24 hours, but I'm still around. So she right. said, let's talk later. So we talked that night and literally we talked for like two, three hours, man. Again, mm-hmm. I'm leaving tomorrow. So right. we, we talked for three hours and it was amazing. It was just a great conversation. Like, again, we were just really honest and vulnerable with each other. And I'm still moving, so get off the phone, you know. She hits me up in the morning. I'm leaving that afternoon. And she says, can you get, you know, breakfast before you go? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So she comes to where I live, Mm -hmm. go to my little favorite breakfast spot around the corner. And, you know, we had a great conversation. And the sun was at my back, shining in her face, man. And I proposed to her on our first date. Wow. And this this is the first time you met in person? First time we met in person. And you proposed to her on on your first date? I proposed to her on the first date. We were married 90 days later. Wow. (laughs) 90 day fiance for real. So to rewind about that week that I didn't hear from her, Uh the day after we spoke, her mother mother died. Oh, wow. So that's why I didn't talk to her all week. She was, you know, her mother died and she was, her mother lived in like North, Northern California. So she went up there and, you know, was taking care of her mother's business and all that. So I didn't talk to her all week. Right. And like I said, we went to breakfast that Sunday morning and, um, you know, she told me then, and I was wondering like, why are you here? And the first thing she said, she said, you know what? I, I've been in grief all week. I just wanted an hour or two where I didn't have to think about this thing I just went through and that I'm going to continuously go through because my mother has passed. Mm-hmm. It was the vulnerability of that in her life and the vulnerability of me, like, literally, I was literally about to start my life again, right? Mm-hmm. Started my life four years earlier when I moved to L.A. L.A. was done for me, and I was moving back to Philly, I was kind of homeless. Like I was gonna stay with a friend for a little while. I had some job li- interviews lined up and all that, but I was, you know, I was sleeping in in a friend's house. That mm-hmm. that was plan, right? So I was kind of between things, right? So I told her all that. I said, "Look, L.A. ate me up. I gotta restart my life. This is where I am." Like we were both just really like naked, right? Naked mm-hmm. and a little bit of sickness and a little bit of like having to restart. So I think that it was that vulnerability. Like we had nothing to hide. Like this is what we have, right? And we both just kind of fell into it. And next thing you know, she—I mean, she literally she said yes. At, at now, like I'm just a little—I'm a little confused because I'm like, 
how do you how do you have a conversation when you get from okay, I gotta start my life over in a new city again or go back to a different city across country and she's coming from yeah, my mother just passed, like I got no I'm, I'm kind of in grief. Like how do you have that conversation to well let's get married? Well, I think again, I think it was the the fact that because you know people when you show your um what do they say they show your facade or they show your representative uh-huh right and you fall in love with that person because it's this this like glamorous person like you know it's like the ideal person you go on the first date and they look good and it feels good and they're probably lying a little bit mm-hmm. i think the opposite it was the fact that we were so vulnerable because mm. it's like if you can't take me at my worst you can't take me at my best right so I was, we were both in a position to say, look, I can take this person at their worst. Mm. I'm worse. You know, I, I haven't, I've never said that out loud, but just thinking because you asked, um, I think it was more about us being kind of at our lowest that mm-hmm. it could go up. It could only go up. And the end was good enough that he said, you know what? If, if it doesn't work, what's the worst can happen? You get divorced. I mean, we didn't think that we didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't think that. I made her. Um, I took some while I'm talking. She didn't know what I was doing. While I was while I'm talking, I took her um, some some uh, you know sugar packets, mm-hmm. and I I made a ring out of sugar packets. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty sturdy too. I'm a, I okay. <laughs> Everything. It wasn't just like a, a circle. It was in a whole little <laughs> ring. It was, you know. Okay. <laughs> that's creative. I, I think that's the edge where she was like, you know what? You can do that on at the table when I'm not even paying attention. You know, I think that's what really got her. Okay. So like, so like again, like, so you're moving that day. Like, what was that like in terms of like staying in contact? Did you got? Did she like come out to visit? Did you like just not move? Um, like what happened after the dinner? So I did leave. I did leave. She and she ended up taking me to the train station because I had a whole plan in place, right? And again, I, I proposed to her on our first date. So it, we were engaged. I, I got air quotes going. We got we were engaged, but were we right? So <laughs> right, we still okay. had to make it a sound choice, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. made kind of like a, what do you call it, like a promise, right? But right. we had a real thing, because I literally was leaving. So what happened was, I stayed in Philly for two weeks. During that whole time, I mean, we're on the phone literally just getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Right? The whole time, we're talking the whole time. We talked the whole ride. You know, I took three days to get from Philly to, to from LA to Philly. Mm-hmm. So we the whole time, and I don't have anything else to distract me. Like, literally, I was able to give her all this time. You know, I wasn't I wasn't going to a job. I wasn't working. So literally, even though we were far apart, she had all my attention. Um, So I stayed in Philly for two weeks and I flew back out and that was it. And the day after I got back to L.A., we started mar- marriage counseling, like the, literally the day after I got back. And we would do that. Okay, well, well, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. <laughs> you, you met you got first date, got engaged. Tell her you were well, asked to marry her. Go to Philly. Mm-hmm. You stay for two weeks, then you fly back to California. Ten days to be exact. Ten days. Ten days. You fly back to California, and 
You start marriage counseling? We we because we're engaged. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. We didn't know when we would get married, but we uh-huh. needed some foundation immediately. Because oh. it was rash. I mean, we do recognize that, you know, that's not a decision you make as lightly as we did. So we said, okay, with that we have made that decision. Let's make some kind of responsible follow-up to it. As opposed to just saying, we're engaged, let's just ride out, right? Right. So let's be willy-nilly. Yeah, because it's so it was so many on unknowns, you know, especially about like upbringing and habits mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and values. So I said, let's get some framework as to what it really means for what we just did, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just like this pie in the sky, like cool romantic story, let's get some real framework to make sure that, you know, what this might, you know, because because getting engaged is not a huge deal, right? It's not life altering, or at least it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Because you know you're not you know you haven't signed any paperwork yet, right? So, let's get some foundation behind it, and we started marriage counseling for every eleven weeks right after. Wow! So, so had either of you been married before? I have not, and she has not. Mm-hmm. I have kids prior, but we weren't married. Okay. Wow! And and so like. For you personally, were you like just in that place in your life where you were wanting to get married? Because again, you, it sounded like California was kind of eating you up. Like yeah. and I know me personally, like in that situation, I think marriage would be the last thing on my mind. Listen, I, <laughs> I'm telling you, we were in a different place, man. I can't even explain it. Like even up until that point, I didn't even believe in marriage in the traditional sense. Really? Right? Okay. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I. You know, I think that's what led led us to kind of what our lifestyle is now is even before. I mean, I knew that she was a tra- traditional woman. So, you know, I went the traditional route with the into, you know, the monogam, the monogamistic like viewpoint and like getting engaged and it's only you and all that stuff, even though like fundamentally I probably wasn't there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I know in 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 general, most women are monogamous thinking right so right. that's the route i went, went with you know what i mean so, so, so like so, so you went to a, a christian marriage counselor is that correct we went to a christian marriage counselor yeah okay that and all that and so how did you end up in a polyamorous marriage uh time <laughs> time uh i mean i think it was a, a 2000 2019, 2018, I think it was one of like a year's worth of conversations where okay. I think it, it was her, she brought it up first. Um, and I think it Ooh. came, like it came from like a, it might've come from like a selfish point of view where it's like, okay, I'm not getting what I need. How can I make this happen? Cause I may not get that what, what I, all the things I need from my partner, right? So it was it was it was like a year long conversation just talking about do we really believe in the tenets of traditional marriage? Because mm-hmm. you know when you think when you when you think of marriage, it's it's things that are that are taught to you, that are shown to you, that are demonstrated to you, but it's not necessarily what you believe until mm-hmm. you say this is what I believe. So if you can if you can tr- contrast that to what you were taught to what you eventually believe they may coincide but then 
there, there could be a point where, you know what, you say, you know what, I don't, this is not what I believe. This doesn't really suit me. So I think that's the, the, the point we came to like two and a half years ago, where it was just like, you know what, it just doesn't suit me. And we start thinking about the things that we need and what traditional marriage says. And what traditional marriage says is that your partner ought to check all of your boxes. Mm-hmm. If they check all your boxes, they need to check all those boxes for eternity, <laughs> right? Mm. And that's when you start getting into marriage counseling, like like marriage therapy, not counseling, but getting into like couples therapy and all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's about un, unmet expectations. That's why people get divorced. That's why people get se- separated. It's not, you know, a single thing. It's about an expectation is, is there and it's not being met somehow. And then that leads down to different roles of infidelity and, you know, you know, confidence breaking and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it, it comes down to expectation. So we didn't want to go that route. We were thinking more about how can we live a fulfilling life? How can we get the things that we are meant to give each other? Mm-hmm. How can we fundamentally get those things? So we start thinking about what are we good at together? And mm. what's the list of the things that we are good at together where we feel is our actual purpose like what feels good to us what fe- like when we do it together when we make moves together what feels good to us we came up with a list that 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 built our foundation and everything else we decided you know what if you know i'm a i'm a movie guy right i mean this is simple stuff right not right like, but i'm a movie guy i like to go to the movies if i meet somebody or if I have a partner that likes movies as much as I do, and my wife doesn't like to go to the movies, that's not her thing. Now, I would, I, I, I'm mad that she won't ever go to the movies with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like I said, it's a simple thing. Like, I like the outdoors. My wife does not. But maybe I have a friend that does. Like, I can enjoy these type of relationships without it having to break the foundation of what my, 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 my marriage is. Right. So, but we kept having these conversations about... I don't need that from you. I release, we started releasing each other from these, like these, these gender roles and these duties that neither one of might have not have been interested in. And then it just helped us elevate because it's like, you know what, without having the pressure of you having to, to, to do a thing that's not natural to you, you know, without having that pressure, it just released us. You know what I mean? It, it made it easier for us to communicate, you know? So mm-hmm. That you stop thinking about having couples therapy and all that stuff. Oh, my wife don't do this. She don't do that. And my husband don't do this. Don't do that. Like we don't really think in those terms anymore because it's like the foundational. We got four foundational things. Those are the things where we really connect on. And what I, are those? What are those four things? Um, let me see. Is it four things? So, so basically, the tenets of our relationship that we've kind of defined where we really come together on is our family okay uh and, and uh uh building like building our legacy building you know getting the bag as they say um, right and you uh, two have a child together correct yeah he just actually today's his birthday he turned three today um, oh right. yeah so um yeah so we're talking about family we talk about mon- um, money we talk about home we talking about um you know building building a legacy for my kids um, I have two older daughters. Um, so it's it's foundational stuff. 
right? Mm -hmm. um, community service, like, but it's not based on, okay, you got to be the money, you know, it's got to be money, it's got to be, you know, entertainment, got to be recreation, it's got to be sex, it's got to be, you know, you got to be my fixing, you got to be my, you know, love slave, you got to go to this party with me, you got, you know, you got to into live sports, you got to, you know, we, we, we've reduced all the things that we're responsible to each other for. Okay. You know what I mean? And make foundational, like real love, like, like, you know, we talk about support choices. Right. We're more of a support choice for each other. Mm -hmm. Foundational support choice for each other, as opposed to having all these other things. And what happened was when it comes to like sex and when it comes to like recreation or where it comes to like extracurricular stuff, it makes it more fruitful because we can do like a date where it's like, you know what? We ain't never did this before. This is something I'm into. Let's see if you into it. And you know, you're not responsible though. It's like me just taking you on a date to say, Hey, let's do something that I might like, or let's do something that you might like, but it's not this constant responsibility to check all these boxes because the foundational stuff, that's the stuff that we're doing every day. Right. So how long, how long were you two, like when you first got married, you were monogamous. Is that correct? Yes. How long and how long was it before you, how long have you been married in total? Uh, it'll be six years next month. Okay. And yep. how long into the marriage where did she come to you and was like, let's, let's talk about this poly situation. Uh, I want to say probably four years in. So we've been, we've, we, we switched up about years ago. Okay. Now, now, and now with that, like, from the way you described it, like, I, it never makes perfect sense to me, but I'm hearing you talk a lot about, like, you know, um, like emotional stuff, you know, somebody to go to the movies with, because there there's a such thing as, like, you know, non-sexual, you know, polyamory, where you're just able to, like, have friends and be with people, because, you know, traditional marriage would typically have people cutting all that stuff off. Yep. Are you guys um, sexually polyamorous, or is it just, like, are you guys sexually exclusive? We are, we are, we are sexually, we are polysexual, you know, um, okay. couple partners. My wife is, you know, she's not dating a lot, but she, she, you know, she's working on a partner or two. Um, but yeah, yeah, we are, I mean, we're full relationship folks, but yeah, I have some relationships that are, um, platonic where it's just like, you know, I just have female friends. Um, and I think that's, that's really, I mean, like being able for a man, being able to, you know, have a variety when it comes to sex is 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 ideal. I mean, that's you know, I won't I won't say that it isn't. Um, but at the same time, the best part of it for me is the freedom to be able to entertain just even not even to be in a sexual relationship, just regular relationships, right? I I, I explain this to people a lot. It's like you grow up your whole life and you have male friends, you have female friends. You mm -hmm. get and now you get you got to shut down half of the population off as far as new relationships go. And I'm not even talking about sexual. I'm talking about you. You know, you get a a, a friend from work that want to hang out after work platonically, and you get the side eye. But you grew your whole life into right. men and women, and now with this contract you signed, you can't do a thing. And that's mm. I think that's stifling to just the human condition to, that you can't like engage with someone from the opposite sex like that's what monogamy tells us that's what the marriage contract tells us or and it's it, it, a lot of times it's unwritten but right. 
ownership. Is that how you guys were moving initially in the first four years? Is like when you didn't really talk to any other females, didn't have any other female friends really, or? Well, one one story that my wife tells is she had a really good friend, Platonic, um, and of course she she like again she's never been married, or whatever. But the rules say that she, the rules told her that she couldn't keep a male friend because she was getting married. Right. And I just think that's unfair. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, she told me many times and she said, yeah, I, I cut them off because that that's just a thing you do. You can't, you know, if you get into a, a, a relationship or a marriage, you can't you can't do a certain thing. And it, it, it just like just stuff like that just really start really stifling because and then I have female friends that I grew up with and, you know, that I, you know, talk to all the time. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I'm getting a side eye because I have these female friends. But it's not based on anything real. It's just based on this, this, this contract. This, the, 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 the what do you call it? Just the background of how relationships are supposed to work. And it was, it was things like that that really started to, like, like chip away at what we were doing because it's like, th- this is not how we should live, right? Mm-hmm. Not right. The, you know, we we want to engage. Like, we want to have friends you know, to have different interests. Like, that's what life's about, the human connection. And, right. you know, so, telling us that we can't do that. Right. So, so talk to me about, like, the setup in terms of, like, um, in terms of a support choice relationship, I think, in my experience, I feel like a lot of people, um, or maybe a lot of women, tend to, like, kind of avoid that because it's not exciting enough. They're not getting the sets they want. You know, they want that primal type of sets, or they want some type of venture, or... Mm-hmm. Um, and even for dudes too, like I feel like a lot of people don't really want to just be in that support choice energy because they they really want all the other stuff that kind of you no know, doesn't really go with that <laughs> in terms of the work of family, you know. Yeah. Um, how do you guys have everything set up right now in terms of like, um, you know, work and and all of that? So we both work from home, um, which okay. is, we have a toddler, so um, it's. I won't say that it's simple to to have multiple relationships, but um, I don't. It, it's it's not a hindrance to us being like each other's support choice because, like I said, we have certain goals. You know, financially and family. We just bought a house, so <clears throat> we're digging into Atlanta. Uh, we're going to stay here. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we're making like family grown up decisions, right? Um, you know, first getting married, then moving to Atlanta, then buying a house. So that's foundational stuff, right? That's the stuff that we're not going to break no matter what. But as far as like how we invite other people, you know, we try to do it organically, you know, and being the the support choice for my wife, it, 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 it I mean, it, being a support choice is like primary, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've like, we've released each other from say being like, this, this, the sex choice, right? When we do, we are intimate. It's special because it's like, all right, we don't do, we might not do this a whole, whole lot, but uh-huh. it feels new, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not forced, right? It's not what you call it, a, a wifely duty. Right, not an obligation. Right, it's not an out of, out of obligation. It's because, you know what? We like, we found a way to get it, be attracted to each other again. Right. Because and we don't have to worry about keeping keeping the the flame lit because it can stay lit because we're not like it's not obligation. It's not the rigmarole. It's not routine. Right. So um, 
when we invite different energies in, when we invite different people in, I can have a sex choice. I can have someone that that like an intimacy choice or like a, another support choice or whatever kind of choice because again I've released my wife from X Y and Z and she's released me from ABC so we're able to kind of spread it out a little bit you know mm-hmm. what I mean so uh, how would you respond to some dudes who would be like 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 how could you like would say things like well how could you like you know share your wife you know what I'm saying or like no, no, with those type of attitudes of like, you know, um, that it's just not something that you're supposed to be able to do. Like if you were doing, if you were handling your business, your wife wouldn't want nobody else. No. How, what would you say to people who, who think like that? It's, it's, it's archaic, man. It's archaic. The, the ownership model is, has never really worked for us. Right. Um, it's, it's not natural. Like I get the, the, the male ego in that, um, this is your wife. This is your property. You put your name on it, right? Um, but in all actuality, she makes that choice. You don't make the choice. I mean, it sounds it, it seems like we make the choice because we signed the paperwork. You know, we're married. But at the end of the day, you don't control. You know, you have you have so little control as a man, right? Mm-hmm. That property, right? If that woman decided that she wanted to do a thing, she gonna do a thing. But I think where it comes, the problem comes in is men feel like, all right, if they, they adapt this type of lifestyle, if they have that type of thinking, then they're, they're condoning it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, man, it's that ego, you feeling less of a man because your wife wants somebody else. But the thing is, the fact that you're this sexual dynamo has nothing to do with her wants and desires, right? Mm-hmm. If the woman that wants a variety you're part of it, right? You're part of the variety. It's like, I want you, but I want a little something else. And that's, you got to think. It, I, I, one thing I, I say to people as a joke kind of is like, if you had all the money or all the resources that you wanted, that you, you could have, that you ever needed, you would have more than one of everything. <laughs> think, of, think of anything, right? Mm-hmm. Cars, houses, anything material. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you were the person that wanted a whole bunch of kids and could afford them, guess what? You have a whole bunch of kids. Right. Because the, the barrier to having kids these days, if you want them, is financial. Right. I mean, generally, unless you got health issues. But if you can afford kids and you want kids, guess what? Let's let's have a whole squad. But it's it's yeah. kind of the same. It's, it's funny that we haven't shifted that when it comes to relationships on a, on like a grander scale. It's like, all right, if I had all the resources I, if I needed, I would have all these things. But when it but when it still comes to marriage, the option is one. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's 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 an imbalance there. Right. That's a powerful way of looking at it. That's that's deep. So what I say to men, man, is like I get that you don't make this shift. Like if you don't make this shift, it's fine. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta start realizing that the power that you think you have in that relationship is is an illusion. It's not real. Like that that ownership is like you do not own her. You know what I mean? And even if she decided that she's gonna stay monogamous, and she probably will most of the time, maybe. Um, we're not, we're talking about desire. We're not even talking about actually doing it really actually mm, right. let's talk to your woman about the desires 
not necessarily about what you're going to actually do because that i think that's more hurtful than actually doing it saying if you said to your woman um do you desire to be with another man you know be, me being the sexual dynamo that i am you will want to be with somebody else they would probably say no as a default but i've been around enough women in this lifestyle to know and i've dated enough um divorced women to know that somewhere in their life in their marriage they considered it they've offered it up like hey you have some relationship i can have a relationship i need some variety something mm -hmm. i need you know my, my wife is an emotion like a, a communicator like she needs someone to talk to all day more than she needs someone else to have sex with mm -hmm. me but my relationship doesn't have to end or or end up in uh, couples therapy because I don't want to talk and text all day, right? <laughs> you you can find somebody for that. <laughs> all right. So so how are you functioning as a support choice if you guys aren't really talking all day? Like like what do you do in the household that's supportive for her, and how does she support you? So I'm 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 the house guy, right? I'm 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 a little bit more domestic than than my wife. I stay home with my son for a year and a half, stay at home dad. I'm the fix it guy, you know. I mean, I'm the guy where my my wife five times a day, babe, can you fix this? Babe, did you see that? Babe, something's going on with the the washing machine. Like I'm the the house domestic fix it guy, right? So that's yeah. what I'm do. My wife is the um, she's she's a money woman. Right, she's a corporate person. Like where she flows energetically is working, like being corporate. Mm -hmm. Like that's what she does. Right. So if if I'm able to like maintain the house, she can be at a high level to work. I mean, I work as well, but she mm -hmm. she's to maintain, um, you know, where she vibrates highest. Like she likes to be in, uh, like she's she's an entrepreneur spirit, but she works corporate. But she likes to be in a place where she has reign, right? So we balance each other out because, like I said, we have a son. We balance each other out because I I handle the home, and she handle she's able to handle kind of her business, right? So support each other in kind of the frequency that you know the 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 balance of of working home. Right, maintain. So we, like I said, we both work, and you know we have a couple businesses together. So the goal is, you know, we have like financial goals, right? So the support is just constantly doing the things we need to 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 support what our goals are. Right. So from from hearing that, like, I would think that. Again, her primary function is, no, you work too, but I feel like she's the one really making a majority of money, maybe. And then you work too, mm -hmm. but your primary thing is like taking care of like the household, the children. Um, I mean, do you do you cook also? Oh, yeah. Yeah, cook. Do all of it. And your wife probably doesn't, maybe doesn't do that or? Not as much. Not as much. Okay. So like. So, like, would that make her kind of like um, a breadwinner to a degree? And how do you how do you feel about that? Um, a breadwinner to the degree where she makes more money than me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know the, the exact definition of it, but um, yeah, if if the breadwinner is just just based on making more money, yeah. Mm. So, like, now I know a lot of men who have a hard time with that. Like, their ego would take a hit with something like that. The thing you know, is. Like, like our goals 
are expand beyond that, right? Now we're talking about mm-hmm. books, right? So, so our, our goals expand behind, beyond, like we're, we're looking at the bottom number. The bottom number is your salary plus my salary, right? Mm-hmm. Goes to your salary over my salary. Because even though I make less money than my, my wife, it's both our salaries that allow our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that like those rules just don't matter anymore, right? For the people who say I gotta be the breadwinner, I gotta be head of household, all those things, like that's well and good. But you also talk, you also bringing back a time that is not anymore. You know, you go you go back fifty years, you can have a man make fifty fifty thousand dollars. And he can put four kids through school. Gas was not five dollars a gallon. <laughs> right. You can get it. You had a pension. You had health care that that was something like I mean, this is this is not even 50 years ago, 40, 30 years ago. Right. Yeah, right. Right. You have jobs where you can stay for 30 years. Now you got people. You People, if you stay at a job more than two years, you're old head. Right. Mm. It's yeah. a dichotomy is when it comes to how marriages are set up right now again you a, a throwback to 50 years ago there were there, i mean how many women were making millions of dollars in corporate or you know what i mean it's just a different life it's a different world from the world where women didn't make more than men or um women were working period so i think mm-hmm. it's a to a lot of old traditions that people get mixed up in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, talking about not paying 50-50 and bills and stuff like that. Listen, we're talking about bottom line stuff. If we bring home $20,000 a month and our bills are, are together we bring in 20000 and our bills are 19000 guess what? Both of our salaries matter. Right. You know what I mean? So it's really so, a of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about yeah. Now, from, from your wife's standpoint, because I also hear, too, like I do a lot of coaching and I try to help women with relationships and whatnot, um, mostly helping women around, like, you know, trusting men again, um, helping them to feel safe with men so they can manifest the type of relationships they want. Mm-hmm. A lot of women I know are, even when they're driven and they're, like, making money like your wife you know, seems to be doing, they still want a man who makes more than them. Um, I feel like that's a, a, an issue that a lot of, not like an issue, but just like a proclivity that a lot of, I see in a lot of women that I personally have talked to. Did your wife have that type of desire also, or is, was that a hurdle she had to overcome in um, terms of wanting I, somebody who made more than her? I think she, when when my when we met, she told me the guy that she thought she was going to marry. She thought she was going to marry like a Russell Simmons. You know, okay. Like, ogle type <laughs> diddy, like a mobile type diddy dude. Uh huh. Like that. That's that's because you. And again, that's because that's what she was taught. It's not necessarily like that's what she wanted. It's just like marriage. It's like monogamy. Most people don't just default into monogamy because you know that's exactly what they want. It's because that's what they were taught. They were taught that they want a baller. Right. They want a mogul. They want somebody that's making millions. Right. Mm-hmm. But presented is like, oh, no, I'm, I'm getting into relationship based on how I feel about somebody and, and, and wanting to build with somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So there's a difference. There's a difference. But um, was I the guy? You know, I'm a creative guy. I'm an artist. You know what I mean? So, you know, my life ain't never look, ain't really look mogully. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm always an earner, always making my share, all that stuff. But yeah, it. I don't know if she necessarily had to overcome it, but she had to rethink what she actually wanted and why she wanted it. Mm. Right. Was that something that you had to sell your wife on, or did you guys just have a conversation? She came to that on her own. Did you like, uh-huh. or did you have to like kind of convince her of that? No, I think I think you get to a point where. Right. You set up your life and say, this is what like, say, this is the money that we need to make. Right. Like we just moved to the house. Bills changed. OK. First thing we did are right, what we need to do to make sure that all right, we level up from this thing. First thing we said, we're both about to get new jobs. Mm. Because that's the world we live in. We can switch up. Right. Yeah. Jobs come new salaries. Right. Because now we got to focus. Right. And when I say that my wife makes more money than me, I'm not saying she makes five hundred thousand. I make fifty thousand. I'm just saying that the number is just higher than mine. Right. But, you know, what I mean, as we grow in and need and do different things, we've only been married six years. So as we grow in need and want different things, that's going to shift because now we got a focus for it. When I first met my wife, I didn't have a money focus. Right. What she's done for me and when we talk about supportive roles, like being her support to me, her making more money is not the support. Mm-hmm. Giving me money game is the support because she's changed my attitude about money and earning. That's what partnership is. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was single, I, I had a bad relationship with money. I didn't like I didn't respect it. I didn't manifest it to myself like my mother. Yeah money because she manifested it's not it's not necessarily what her skill is she calls money into her life right i wasn't doing that so how she supports me not by like making more money it's about when we first met she said oh you got to change your whole attitude about money Mm. and soon as she did that and soon as we did the work about manifesting and you know that secret work bring bringing like prosperity that's what i'm talking about bringing prosperity into you then we blossom right because when you're in a partnership you can't do the stuff alone right so it's like i'm 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 doing this thing over here so you can do a thing over here especially when we got a son like all right now you have some real support and how you support me is like all right all right i need to level up for this job and because you've done this type of job before now you can support me in getting that fifty thousand dollar bump that I want. Mm, right, right. So we're not talking about simple X's and O's or simple, you know, ones and zeros. We're talking about like, all right, the next job needs to be like forty grand higher than my last job. And even if that number still lower than you, but guess what? I still just put fifty thousand, forty, fifty thousand dollars into our household. Right. So constant leveling up, just a constant leveling up. You know what I mean? And the support part is us like, all right, this this is your next move. Like she's saying to me, this is your next move. This is how you should move. This is how you should make that move. Right. The job I got now was it was because of the support that I had from my wife. Right. Mm-hmm. After after being a stay at home dad for a year or so. Um, so now, like I said, now I'm back in the workforce. My next move. I've been at my job for a year. My next move is to level up. 
So every everything, the support is just us continuously loving up, us finding a way to support each other for our personal moves to mm-hmm. to, to link for our you know together moves. Right now, did she always appreciate? Um, it sounded like she was kind of giving you some honeydew list a little bit, you know, like you know, <laughs> something going on with the wash machine or something's going on here or there. Uh, did she always like have an appreciation for that type of stuff that you were doing and how you were showing up and helping to benefit her life? You know, it's funny you ask because that's something that you know it, it, she didn't. She didn't be. It, she didn't really value it to the level that I wanted her to. And mm. it, um, it took some. It took some some grinding out to realize that, you know what, the things that I do are crucial, are very important to this household and to not value them, um, it, it, it diminishes what we're trying to build. So we've had several, you know, you know, difficult conversations about what it is we actually value. Oh, wow, yeah. Because I know for, you know, especially in a, in a support choice type relationship, and for people listening, again, go to um, Progressive Love Academy to understand uh, what the four type of relationship choices are. Um, but when we say support choice, we're talking about a, a typical domestic uh, partner, uh, partnership that you would normally think of like a husband or wife type of scenario. Um, but yeah, but people, I see that people typically in those type of scenarios don't really have a great appreciation for what the other one does. And like, it's like, it's supposed to be like, that's suspected, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's because you're my wife or my husband, that's what you're supposed to do. So I don't really appreciate that shit because that's like a, that's that's your job. You you know what I'm saying? And that's the default until you stop doing it. Mm. If you stop doing it, then your eyes open. I mean, it was a simple thing between my wife and I where, and and, and, and I reiterate, reiterate, simple thing. I did, I, I opened all the mail. My wife did never. My wife never opened a junk piece of mail in four in our first four years of marriage. I, mm-hmm. I read it and screened all her mail. I mean, my my mail too. But any mail that came to the house, I would know if it was important to give it to her. And it seems mm-hmm. simple, right? Until you got five stacks of mail that I ain't open, that you got to. <laughs> through to see which one the bills and which one's important, blah, blah, blah. A month worth of letters, right? Something yeah. really, right? So you can apply that to things that are more important, right? Right. But something super simple like that, it'll wake you up to say, you know what? This man is <laughs> building in the of my life that I don't uh-huh. even, that I'm not even, that he's not even talking about. So because I'm not so overt, like, hey, I did this for you today. I did this for you today. It's easy to kind of overlook it. So some of those things and say, look, this is how I got your life set up, right? Um, You don't have to do all these things because I'm making sure that you are taken care of, that you are provided for, that I'm making provision for you to live the life that's comfortable for you. So, you know, having those different conversations, um, again, helped us elevate. Right. So, so what I, and what I'm basically hearing there is that like she's more, she seems like more financially ambitious. So she's more focused on making the money, and she doesn't really. She's more big picture, and not really about the details. Uh, of, more or less, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My wife is and, big picture, and, and I'm, you're I'm, telling me that um, mm-hmm. it seems. I'm sorry, but it seems like you're telling me that like 
even though you may not be making more money than your wife, you still are pretty much kind of like if you're handling the mail and everything, you're still kind of like managing the household. Oh yeah, I, listen, I manage, I manage all the the, the the mail. I pay all the bills. I do all the stuff. You know what I mean? But again, it's about balance. You know what I mean? It, it's right. you know, it's about the balance, right? And I do things that I'm good at, right? Mm-hmm. She does does things she's good at, right? And you know, with, with, with our son, you know, she's 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 more active in our, you know, with our son because I'm not doing the the full time dad anymore. So she's she's playing her role there. Um, so it's a it's really about the balance, right? Um, I try not to you know compare and everything, but finding a balance is what's key. I think people become really unhappy when they can't find a balance where you feel that you're doing way more and it's not so much about the more it's about, okay, I do these 10 things out of 20 or I do these 10 things out of 15 and you do the five, but in your relationship, that's balance. Right. And then when we bring in the having poly relationships, it's like, all right, I do all this stuff, but I get to go out and hang out with, my friend or my partner or whatever, whatever, whatever. So it's just all that just trying to find balance um, that makes for a good partnership. Nice. So um, with you guys being, you know, kind of called the prototype here on these streets in Atlanta, like, are you trying to do any, like, coaching yourself? Like, what what are you – are you trying to branch out in any other type of way to, like, help people do what you guys are doing? Yeah, so I'm – good thing you asked. So, I I mean, I don't have anything to promote at the moment, but – I um that I'm I I, I wanted to do this with you because this is kind of the start of me trying to fill out this space for myself and see if this is a, a comfortable place for me and it, I think it is um you know I, I talk about it a lot I haven't talked talked about it on um, many other platforms besides yours but um, this is I believe a goal of mine that I'm that I'm trying to develop now um, I, I want to talk to men you know who who are thinking about an alternative lifestyle um, that have that generally they, they, they usually have women, wives, partners, girlfriends that are like, Hey, this might be a thing I'm into and they can't handle it. You know what I mean? Because it, it's, it, it can be a dagger to the ego. So yes. So this, you know, within this year, within this summer, um, I'm going to be trying to set up, you know, a way to start coaching, start talking to people, um about really adapting this or at least being open to the idea that there are more ways to relate than monogamy right yeah that sounds that sounds epic man i really hope you get that going uh about again on my personal coaching practice typically deal with uh, women um <laughs> and I, I would i would love to be able to do married couples but from where i'm not married i just don't feel like i have the credibility to really be able to help them the way i would want yeah. but somebody like you definitely could um I think could reach men in a powerful way, you know, uh, to really like help keep families together. You know what I'm saying? To really help, you know, <laughs> things work in harmony. But well, one thing <laughs> all the time we talk about, uh, we say divorce-proof marriage. Yes, that's um, that's one of the things that Kenya promotes and, and provides. And I, I believe it. I mean, we we come we haven't come to the brink of divorce, but we definitely come to the brink of like, I'm not getting what I want, right? And that's where divorce and separation starts. Right. Not getting, not we're not giving what each other wants, right? Because that's too much like love, right? That's too much like, all right, that's, that's too much of a good conversation. But, you know, the, the, the ego in us says, I'm not getting what I want. 
And that's where separation, all the things that lead to separation and divorce starts. I am not getting what I want, right? And I'm, you know, coming from an approach, just like Kenya is coming from, from the standpoint of, hey, let's talk about what you want. And let's talk about if you got to get all those things from your partner. Mm, right. I mean, that's the rule, right? That you got to get all these things. But the the question is based on that rule is, do you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> can, 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 can life exist where you don't, you know, you don't have that pressure to, to, to get all these things from this one person when when we are set up for variety? Like, that's just literally how we're set up. Right. Um, and, and to, to cut that off, you know, cut desire off for the, in the sake of, for the, for the, in the name of marriage is, you know, it's, it's, it's something cruel that we've done to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely agree, my man. We made up these rules. Like we made the rules. (laughs) Like we did this. Like, wow. Like we did, like we did it and we were so steadfast in these rules that it's just, it's destroys lives when it, when it doesn't work out. Right. It right. destroys people, destroys kids, destroys families, it destroys communities when people break up, you know, they, they pay millions and millions of dollars just to get out of relationships. And it's just like, why, what are we doing? These are rules that we said are the thing. And that mm. can change it. Like we can literally design our lives the way we want to. Yes, we can. And it's like, and, but it's really not. <laughs> well, Raheem, man, I really appreciate you coming on today and doing this. I try to keep these under an hour sure. um, just because, you know, I feel like you know, that's a good time frame, though, for, um, for for the content I'm doing. I would love to have you on again, especially as you get to um, oh, you know, get your platform together, get like what you want to do and, and how you want to really start coaching men and, and solidify your message even more like I, I would love to you know have you back and see how you like sharpen things up yes sir yes sir I, that is the plan man hopefully we can do it sometime this summer yeah man um well i definitely appreciate you and everybody thanks for um tuning in this week um of noble relating i got a brand new episode again you know the drill every sunday 9 a.m a new episode will drop i'm going to be doing video pretty soon I'm working on it. Thanks for the comments. Trying to go to channel. Uh, trying to go to the cast and whatnot. Uh, but until next week, peace. Peace.